0: Uh, The first part of my message today, I will speak to the young people, the younger generation. I really believe when a church have younger, have the younger generation, the church have a future. And I was trying to figure out what is the average age? Let me see here, is that on? Um, No, oh, my, yeah. What is the average age of a missionary? But it's really hard to say. But tonight, I would like to speak to the younger generation, especially the English-speaking one, the Chinese-speaking one. It really doesn't matter. It's important whether even you are young at heart. How do we purpose in your heart? Uh, This is very important. The Old Testament, Daniel. Always, I really appreciate Daniel. As we look into briefly Daniel's life tonight, and I share a little bit from that, you will see how important the decision that Daniel made impact his own life and the country that he served as well. Well, this is a very long passage. Okay, this is a very long, uh, not not long passage, but with a lot of names. Basically, this passage tells us that Daniel and his friend was captured into Babylon. And the king of Babylon wanted to select a group of people, young people. And I'll jump to verse 3 and tell you that. Then the king instructed Aslan. Espionage, the master of his eunuch, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And so the king brought this young man, you know, the, his unit brought all these young men before the king. And the king promised to give them good food, wine, so they can really be um, trained, you know, and then in the, in, in the court they'd be trained. And then three years later, they can use them. They can um, make them people who can lead others. So Daniel, with all the stuff that he was given, that Verse 8 says, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, not with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested the chief of the units that he might not defile himself. Well, if you were in uh, Babylon at that time, if you're in the Old Testament, Old Testament time, and your name is Daniel, it, your name means God is my judge. The assumption is you were probably raised in a godly home. You would supposedly have a strong commitment to obey God, and you could anticipate that life would present tests that would prove your vindication before God in the face of staunch opposition. When I look at some of this assumption, I thought it might describe some of the young people in this church. They are, raised, they are probably raised in a godly home. They supposedly have... Strong commitment to obey God. They probably anticipate life will not be always easy, but in the midst of tests, they can prove themselves before God in in all this opposition. Daniel at that time was young. The Bible tells us that he probably is a teenager. Perhaps he was very intelligent. I found young people these days so smart. Daniel was intelligent, well-trained, God-fearing, likely in a well-to-do home, educating the word of God and the ways of man. Daniel's commitment to God was tested not just once, but repeatedly a number of times. He committed to honor God, and he passed every test. Can you imagine a young person? Could be 14 to 18, that age group. And his commitment to God was so steady and so sound that even in the midst of opposition, he passed every test and that is amazing. Why? Because he purposed in his heart. He resolute, he resolved to obey God, to honor God first. And purpose resolved means to compile and to put together pieces Daniel took what he did know of the word of God. He compiled what he did know of the God of Israel. And knowing that idolatry, worship idols, any idolatry uh, was wrong. And he committed to honor God first, to put God first. What does that mean? Commitment to honor God, something that we heard at church often enough. But what does it really mean? It means you have to ask yourself possibly, whose goals are you living for today? You may be in junior high, middle school, high school, but you say, well, I'm too young to think about goals in my life. But I really believe that the decision you make, the commitment you make today, have an impact in your life for years and years to come. And for years and years to come, the people among the people that you that you are with. So, whose goals are you living for today? Whose agenda are you following? What is most important to you? I think all of us have something very important to us. But what is important to us? Does that include God in our importance? Who is control of your life? Who is in control of your life? To whom are you listening? Now, this day, you know, I, I. I think all of us are multitasking. We can do a lot of things at the same time. We listen to music. we on the computer. We're on the phone. We're texting. We do a lot of things. There are so many voices constantly bombarding us. Whose voice are we listening? Who are we listening to? And how does that impact what you do? For what you live and how you act. Those are very important things. We don't have to wait until we're grown up, we have a job, we are all settled down to think of these things. Our goal, all of us have some kind of goals, but what goal, whose goals are you living for? And I think this is important enough for us to think about what decision that all of us make, especially the younger generation that I speak to tonight, what decision you need to make today to set you apart for God and to live for him and to use by him. What decision that you have to make today to set you apart for God, to live for God, and to use by him. I wonder at the Daniel's time, he decided to honor God. I'm sure his friend, even the people in the palace, know Daniel is different does your, do your friend at school know that you're different? do your friends your colleague in the office know that you're different? would you consider talking to God about it? or maybe I suggest something that we don't do it very often but I think it's very important that we do. Will you consider writing God a letter? You say writing letters? I don't write letters. I don't even send do anything these days except texting. Okay, maybe you can text God. Will you consider texting God your decision tonight? I think it's important that we talk to God about it. If you in your text, in your letter, you can say dear God, this is my life. Like a blank page. I sincerely offer you to have it. And I answer that you write in every you write in every detail, every page, every chapter, and I desire to wholeheartedly trust you to lead me. And I am willing to follow you. Will you offer your life to God like a blank piece of paper? Don't write everything on it and say, God sign it for me, please. But give God this blank piece of paper, a blank page, just like your life. And God, please write what you want me to do, what you have in mind for me. Now, offer God this blank page and just say, Dear God. And then sign your name. It could be Daniel. It could be Katie. It could be Abigail, Ken, Stephen, Stephen. Susan, it doesn't really matter who you are, but God knows you, who you are. But offer God your life. And you will never, never, never regret. Because God is not, I often tell people, God is not the God who had nothing to do with sit in heaven. And say, ha ha, let me see. Today I'm going to get Katie. But God is a God who loves us so much. That he gave his only begotten son, his only son to us, to die on the cross on our behalf for our sin. Romans said, Paul said in Romans, what else would not, would he not, including his son, give it to us? Try to do that and see what God will do. And then date it today, October 22nd, 2021. Life is like a journey. Oops. Life is like a journey. Oh, let's just go to the... Anyway, um, life is like a journey. And you might not see the pictures yet. You can see it. And my life is like a journey, just like your life is a journey. From the time we were small, I grew up in a Christian home. I had a blessing to be raised, to be nurtured by my Christian parents. And they have high regard of Christian service. Full time service. So before we were even born, they prayed for us, they commit to pray for us every day and ask God to take charge of our life, whether it's school, whether it's career, whether it's marriage, our future, they offer to God. My parents often said, they don't own us, even though they are our parents. They are only caretakers. They, my mom often said, they are babysitters. Babysitters babysitter tell their you know, the parents of the children and say, hey, I want them to do this, I want them to do that. They take care of us, nurture us as the way God wanted them to. And so I grew up in a Christian home. So in sophomore year of high school, I just felt that this life doesn't belong to me. It belonged to God. So I dedicate my life to God, not for a full-time service. I just want God to have my life. So after summer year, when I need to enter college, I decided God led me to Washington Bible College. So I wanted to, if I wanted to know God more, I felt like I would need to study the Bible systematically. And Bible College offer you to do that. You don't just read a chapter here, listen to this message and that. Those are important, but be able to study the Bible systematically so I know God better. So before I even entered college, a missionary came back, from the field, from Taiwan. And challenged me and asked me, Isabel, why don't you pray about coming to Taiwan one summer? You know, I just felt like at that time, before I went to college, I was young, so I said, sure, and I'll quickly promise that I will pray about that. And so I got into college, getting busy, and I kind of forget about praying, that I promised to pray about going to Taiwan. So spring of my sophomore year, the Lord brought to my mind, I promised to do something. I promised to pray, so I began to pray. God opened the door and allowed me to go to Taiwan that summer. Those days, it wasn't just one week. I felt like nowadays, mission trip is just too short. You haven't even get your feet wet, and then you come home. That's why so many people cannot hear God, because they're so busy when they get there. They jet lag, and then they're busy, you know, going places, doing this and that. But I spent the whole summer in Taiwan. So after my summer, I came back and I finished college here and I spent a year in missionary internship. And then I went back to Taiwan. For how long? Well, Pastor Jeffrey mentioned I stayed for 18 years. If you really want to see results in people's seeing people's life change, stick around. You don't raise your children and say, hey, you're five years. Okay, you're on your own You raise them until they know They know enough to function Raising Christians the same way So I was, a, I was able to involve in church plant Well, education is that important? Yes God want us to have the best education Not for ourselves But for His kingdom And so I came back I spent seven years From the time I started my graduate school Until I finished It took seven years But it's okay um, so, I finished graduate school, I continued on the field and God is a wonderful God. His promise is sure, He never, He's faithful, what He promised He will fulfill. So, I went to Taiwan thinking I spent the rest of my life in Taiwan, but God in His amazing plan sent me to China to do training. I went to Korea to do training and I went to different places. And so sometimes we want to see our life You know, we stand at one place We want to see the end of it Just like the top picture It's a straight path Well, the reality of all of our life is never straight Even though we like to have it straight so A lot of times our life is so windy You know, we don't see the end of it But we need to see the end of it If we have God as our Father He takes care of us he will lead us. He promised to be with us and He will guide us and He will provide for us. And so from that summer as a college student and going back from the from sophomore year in high school, I dedicated myself to Him. God has been faithful every day and in every way. And from that point, that I purpose in my heart to make God first, to honor him, and to commit to him. God has taken me to the nations. I think this is something that no job in the world can offer me, that kind of privilege, that kind of honor. I think for young people, if you are listening tonight, I think most of you probably are probably online. I want you to think about it. Purpose in your heart. Make that commitment tonight. You don't need to know the future. That's God's responsibility. But purpose in your heart to honor God, to give your life to him just like a blank piece of paper, a blank page. Have him write on it, and you will never, never regret. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are a faithful God. You have promised to lead us, you have promised to guide us, you have promised to be with us, and you have promised to provide for us. All that we need, we will never have to worry. You will provide faithfully, abundantly. It might not be everything that we want, but every need that we have, you know it and you provide, and we thank you for that. Father, if there's any young people tonight, listen online. I pray that the Spirit will speak to them very clearly. Help them to know that they need to live for your agenda. They live to have your goals in mind as they go through this journey, because you are trustworthy, God. So education is important. Having a good job is wonderful. In the future, having a family, having things in the world is good, but nothing compared to the Lord Jesus Christ, whom the Father freely has given to us. So I pray that you speak to us and continue to speak to us throughout this conference. And may your name be lifted up. May you be glorified in our life and through our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now we want to switch gear, and we'll be addressing today to everyone who can understand um, Chinese, and then Vincent will help to translate that in um, Chinese. It's in English. Okay,感谢神让我们今天晚上这个周末也聚集在一起。我感谢教会的牧长，走，感谢韦牧师，感谢Anthony跟宣道部的同工们。Hansing um, the weekend, conference, uh, oh, <laughs> So, anyone know, need to translation? No, go ahead. Uh, um, um, thank you. Uh, f- thank God for the opportunity that we're gathered here tonight, and thanks to Anthony and all the co-workers in the admissions committee who has put in a lot of work and uh, made this weekend um, wonderful. Lineup. Yeah, uh, This year's theme is send and sent python. Yeah, so the the sent is uh, about the the person who was sent. So tonight we will specially focus on God's calling and invitation. 4章 <音> So when we read the Bible, Matthew chapter 4, verse 19 says, Jesus said to them, Come follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Jesus said, Come follow me. 跟从他, so the first thing Jesus said is come and follow me. 为了要敬拜他, so this calling comes from a God who has made heaven and the earth and God who has created us in his image and likeness for his pleasure and for his glory. So a lot of times when we think about God's calling, we think about me as being the center of the calling. But Jesus clearly said, Come follow me, who's follow him. This, Jesus, this calling comes from Jesus who has redeemed us from his precious blood. Who has saved us from all evils. And has freed us from the evil and shame. So a Christian's life is a very joyous life. So we're no longer... Uh, living in sin, we have God living in our lives. We have Holy Spirit in us. We have gone from eternal death to eternal life. We have come out of from darkness and into the uh, God's light. And this God who has called us has all the power from heavens and earth. God says, Come, follow me. And there's a picture showing that Jesus sitting with a young person in the park. No, I'm not talking about Twitter. And God says, "No, I'm not talking about Twitter. many follow someone. So in Twitter, you have to follow someone in order to see uh, someone's tweet., "I literally want you to follow me. Follow Jesus." And God says, "I want you to follow me." Today, we follow a lot of things. 不是, 那不是错, They're not the wrong things.但是, not is that the most important thing we need to do?我很想, and I am very grateful that today we have a lot of things to do, and they're not wrong things to do.但是, woman, you But have we prioritized those things before Jesus Christ? And Christians always limit God's calling as to commitment to missionary service or full time ministry but according to the scriptures the calling of God is much broader than these two areas so sometimes we have to say if God is calling me how do we discern what is god's calling for me actually it's not that complicated now Abigail Fultz has once said, So calling is simply a nudge on our hearts by God. It could be something that's specific that we need to do. Sometimes we have to do something in a very specific season in our life. And sometimes He calls us to give us our whole life to Him. And we know that God has called every one of us to live a righteous life. And there are different callings that God has for each one of us as well. We may know someone who has, been, uh, has the desire to become full time missionary but does not have the opportunity. And some, some people have been uh, resisting, saying, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. So there, there was a song on YouTube, if you search for it, and uh, the song says, God, please don't send me to Africa. But when God's Holy Spirit is working in that person, He surrendered and He went. and And God has different callings for us in relationships, in guidance and in different areas, God is a very creative God. So when He is calling us, sometimes He tells us to start doing something. Sometimes He tells us to stop doing something. and for some people, He tells them to go, Sometimes he tells us to stay where we are. Um, planning to go but willing to stay. There was a saying that every Christian must have the attitude that they're um, planning to go but willing to stay. It means everyone needs to be to be prepared to go but also ready to stay. uh, So in my own life I also share that my parents believe that full time ministry is the most honorable thing. So my father passed away before I even finished college and he was only fifty-six years old. So, So that was back in January, February time after my midterm exam, I went to see him in a hospital. So, I there was a him. When I was leaving, there was an older sister from the church visiting him. And I heard my father saying, Did you know that my second uh, oldest daughter will become a full-time minister? That was the last word I heard of him. 所以在训教工厂二十几年，在服事里面很长的时间，我从来不会没有怀疑上帝的呼召。So during my twenty plus years in the ministry field, I have never doubted God's calling for me. Because I know that my parents has supported me. So, uh, upon returning from Taiwan I also been hearing the prayers that my father has uh, been saying for the people that I serve in Taiwan so my father passed away in the February of 1980 I left the United States in June 1981 to Taiwan. Ever since then, I have never looked back. God is a faithful God. So when God is calling us, there should never be a conflict with what the Bible says. His calling has no conflict with His scriptures. So when we are struggling, it's not that God's words are inaccurate. It's that whether we have believed in God's words. And God's calling is always accompanied by His peace. 他的平安, His peace is with us. 我们所需要的一切, he also provides everything that we need. I in 特别中国人的父母跟孩子说：“不要做传道，不要做宣教士，你没得吃，没饭吃。” I was in Asia for twenty plus years, I always hear parents, especially Chinese parents, tell their kids, "Don't be a full-time minister because you will not have anything to eat." 我每天打开我的冰箱，Every day when I open my fridge, I thank the Lord. 上個月我這10月是很忙的時間,很多的conference,很多的特別的會。所以上個月我去了Michigan. So October is a very busy month for us with a lot of conferences and meetings, and last uh, week I went to Michigan. 那我91歲的媽媽跟我住。My mother of 91 years old lives with me. So no. when I left, I wrote a note for her. "What's I leave on Friday and return on Saturday. I And before I even got back, my, father, my mother texted me, My 91-year-old mom is very high-tech, She has a smartphone, a tablet and also a laptop. How because of your faithfulness, God takes care of you and also me 包子, 什么什么一大堆, 我一回到家, so there was a sister from church that gave her a lot of food, like buns, and when I return home, the food is full. Even though this is a very small moment in life, but God is a faithful God. Sometimes, Sometimes when I want to eat something, before I even tell anyone, and the food will be delivered to my home by my friends. Uh, the Bible says, God knows everything about us. If if, if food is so important to us, wouldn't he prepare that for us? 上帝的呼召往往是有印证随着我们。A calling from God is often accompanied by his confirmation. 如果CCCS美德教会的弟兄姐妹说，上帝要我出去做宣教师。if a brother or sister in CCC says, "God wants to send me to be a missionary." But no one is giving you any confirmation. Maybe you need to) But if you speak with the pastors in the church and they see God's grace and God's guidance in you, they will also bless you. A calling from God will always result in Him being glorified. If we take ourselves out from the center, we see God's glory. If we stop seeing ourselves being in the center and see God's glory, and then we truly see the expansion of God's work. So when we talk about missions, we don't have to say too quickly that, oh, I'm not being called. Because clearly in this scripture, we have seen that God has uh, called everyone. So when God calls us, He doesn't want us to do things. Not only do things. Yeah. So when God is calling his disciples, 你记得主耶稣说, he said, Come, follow me. This is very important. 我们要做的, 就是得到这个呼召, 接纳这个呼召的人, So when he calls us, when we receive the calling, Jesus tells us to first obey him, and surrender to him, and give whatever we have to him, and to his kingdom, give everything that we have our lives. And also all our resources. So sometimes we let the world uh, influence us and think that whatever we have is ours. So,
1: so
0: I have learned from my parents. they that their children is not theirs. That God has entrusted these children for them to take care of. So whatever we have is not mine. 只是上帝交管给, so that it's only the thing that God has entrusted me to take care of. So one day when I see him, I have to give, a, give an account to him. I have to give him an account. And we have to know that if he has given his life to me, I can also give my life to him. So we have to know that if he has given his life to me, I can also give my life to him. So we have already know that God's calling for us. We can also trust that he will continue to guide us. Just like what I said about obey and surrender. 要再, uh, 顺服跟尾身, 也接着教会的肯定, 确认, so first we have to obey and surrender him and then we will see God's confirmation and also church's confirmation. 主耶稣说, Jesus said, come, I will make you fishers of men. Jesus said, I will make you. When I give my life to Him like a blank sheet of paper, I don't know what He will write on it. But I know that He loves me. I have nothing to worry. 我也不需要恐懼, nothing to be fear of. Because he has already given his only son to us. What do I need to worry about? When I was in college, I surrendered to the Lord. I followed him to Taiwan to do short term missions. 你看到第一个图片, 我坐在床上, the first picture I was sitting in bed. That's long, long Wi. There's no wi and we have to write a letter by hand. Your no mail smartphone, your no mail Facebook, no, your mail, know, any of those things. There's so no smartphone, no Facebook, no nothing like that. So it was the So my bed is my desk. the It's also my ironing board. But very luckily in, in three months God showed me that it's not the comfort of uh, the environment that uh, moved me to go. But God himself made me to go. 很多时候我们想到, Three billion的, um, sometimes we think that there's three three billion people who has not heard of the gospel I want to go 其实呢, and it, actually that is not the most important factor 我去因为我要, it's because i I want to go because I want God to have glory among these people. 所以刚才我说, 我的励志要跟随神, 神让我在这些年年, so ever starting from the second year of college, when I surrendered to Lord, um I have been 25 countries so far. and we continue to see that in Acts chapter 1 verses 8. 这边说, it says that but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 卢家福音开始说, 二十四章四七节说, luke twenty four forty seven says repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached to all nations beginning from jerusalem acts chapter one verse eight says uh, uh, first it will begin in jerusalem 都做完我才去啊，犹大全地。So um, some people say that then I will stay in Jerusalem and complete all the work in Jerusalem, and then I will go to other places。如果我们看这节的时候，这边没有说呃，现在耶路撒冷等到工作完成。But um, when we read the scripture, it does not say to stay in Jerusalem until all the work has completed there。这边说in Jerusalem就是在耶路撒冷。it says, in Jerusalem and to the end of the earth. So these two verses tell us that it's not only in Jerusalem, but beginning in Jerusalem. And here and there. It's an ever-expansion process until all the nations have heard the gospel. So what should we do? God has already told us to go. But God told them to stay in Jerusalem until they get the power from the Holy Spirit. And will become his witnesses. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is essential to the expansion and being witness to Christ. So, when we go out, it's not because I have experiences. We go out because of God's love. And it's not because I have great education that I go out to help others. We go out because the Holy Spirit has sent us. We go out also because Holy Spirit is working within us. So tonight when we talk about calling and invitation. 可能大家会敬, 比较惊讶, there was a survey that showed that 51% of churchgoers does not know what the Great Commission is. 这个特别对比较 seen在 yeah. So the church goer means people who go to church?但是他们有献的人是上帝。but they have not really known God.啊, uh, doctor Paul Borthwick又一直他叫 Dr. Paul Borthwork has once told me a story. He said once he was teaching an adult Bible class in church. So he spent 45 minutes talking about his church's involvement in the Global Greek Commission. 在角落,教室的角落有一個年輕坐在那邊. while he was sharing, he saw a young man sitting in the corner. 所以這個年輕人看起來好像很困惑,and he looks very confused. 所以這個Dr. Uh, Paul就說我知道他是剛剛信主的一位弟兄。So Dr. Paul Bothway thought, I knew that this person has just known Jesus. 所以撒可以後他就跑到那個跟那個年輕人聊天。so after the class, he approached the man to chat with him. So he said, I wanted to know what he really heard from my sharing. Uh, Because while he was sharing, he has often used the phrase the Great Commission but he never explained what that phrase means. So he asked What do you think about the Great Commission? So he asked him, What do you think the Great Commission meant? Blank, and this person showed a blank expression. 然後來猜了一下,他說 So at the end he said, I guess it's 30%. 現在輪到這個講員, 他一頭霧水, now uh, he the doctor's turn to be confused, he said 30%? percent He said I don't know what you were talking about. So this young person said, I come from the the world of sales. 10% is a good commission. 20% is a better commission. So I'm guessing that 30% is a great commission so I think that no one in CCCs thinks that it's thirty percent when we talk about the great commission, so, so, I no the great commission. so I explained to him what the great commission is about and they laughed out loud so this um the person says, "I learned a lesson." 他說, "Don't assume that everyone who comes to church knows about the great commission God has given us." Pastor Jeff, Wei Moshik, sure你们这个, so, Pastor Jeff, please make sure that no one in the church thinks that the great commission is 30%. So,另外,有不少的人不知道答是明的经济的事情。And then 哪一节? a lot of people also don't know about the verse about the Great Group so, the Barnes Group has done another survey and they have given five and ask the churchgoers to pick uh, pick up the uh the Greek commission verse. So thirty-seven percent of the churchgoers has picked Matthew's 20, uh, chapter 28, 18 to 20. 马太fuin, And sixteen per cent of the churchgoers picked Matthew's chapter twenty-two. Now, for instance, eight per cent of the churchgoers picked Matthew, uh, John, chapter fourteen. 就覺得是主耶穌說,如果你要跟從我,你要捨棄飛棄你的世俗家來跟從我,那是大使命的經。percent picked mark 20 chapter 那, 是主耶稣, 是, 是神的你要还给神, even 2% picked mark chapter and 33 percent said they don't know which one is the great commission scripture so, if we want to follow God um, and receive God's calling we must know God's word is. The Holy Spirit continues to work in every corner of the world in every difficult situation. In the city in Poland, he said even in the library, the Holy Spirit will not keep quiet 因为每一个礼拜三 Every Wednesday a growing group of people gathers there to discuss spiritual matters 有一个宣教士一个年轻的宣教士他先看一段跟着一群人在一起的时候他们先看一段比较难就是他们 So, a young missionary uh, will first watch a video about a difficult issue. And he will ask the group, saying, what does the Bible say about this? They will talk and discuss for 40 minutes. Even if you give us an hour, we can use that time. A lot of the attendees are hearing God's words for the first time. So during the discussion, this missionary will observe them. 有一位推修的一个女士就现在他已经跟唱唱都剩进。And one retired woman uh, said that nowadays she reads the Bible more often. And through the connections in the library, God has also led the missionary to other open doors. And this time, in the school's gymnasium. So now, this missionary coaches basketball at two public schools. So now, this missionary coaches basketball at two public schools. 打篮球的时候，他们先讨论一下圣经里面所讲的美德，那个characters，那些virtues。So so now before the game, they will discuss the virtues that Bible has so slowly, these people uh, begin to attend church. So these people, even though they have not heard God's word, because someone has Invited them, and because the Holy Spirit moves in their heart, they begin to attend churches that are vibrant and evangelism focused. And in this city in Poland, They have baptized five new believers. And the worship leader has led a friend to Christ. And that friend has led another friend to Christ. So we know that the Holy Spirit must be at work first, then we see the fruit. So when we obey God first and take the first step, we see what God is doing. When we take the opportunity uh, in, in God's will, 走經敞開的門, and enter the open door 為他做見證, and be his witness 教導他的話, and teach his word. 而且讓更多, and they wish that more Polish have the opportunity to hear the gospel. they also wish that these people not only surrender themselves to gospel. the to gospel. to their friends. 約你們平安, 父怎樣採遣了我, so God also said to them, Peace be you, be with you, as my father has sent me, even so I sent you. 有時候我們覺得, 如果沒有我去傳, so sometimes we think that if we don't share the gospel, we don't stay there, then church will not be able to survive. I always think of God's marvelous work in churches. 我们有没有想到, Fifty years ago, when China sent all the missionaries out of the country, we thought that the churches in China will not be able to survive. But now when we look at China, the situation is completely opposite to what we thought it would be. 有很大的變化. And now we're witnessing monumental shift in the global center of Christianity.已經不是在 歐美. And it's not in European or America.現在蔡派宣教是最多的10個國家,我們可以看到的是 and we see that out of the ten countries that sent the most missionaries, three are in the southern um, uh, global south. Global south. Mm-hmm. And then the second ten includes the six southern countries. So now we see that a lot of the missionaries are not uh, Caucasians. We see African and Asian and people from all different kinds of races and countries. And we see that the local ministers are increasing. So back in nineteen hundreds, we may see that the local workers only have about two billion two million. Now 六万两千, mm-hmm. and the foreign missionaries is about sixty two thousand. That's the government, Canada, early, early, show. But when we look at the twenty twenty numbers, it's been increased, it has increased a lot. Send international, uh, The foreign mission yeah, sending agent. Agency. So our goal is to be able to plant so whatever ways that we could find our goal is to establish churches so that the locals can attend churches. Uh, so after World War II in 1945, a lot of the American soldiers were called to return to Japan and Philippines to establish churches and share gospel. So it's Saint International, which the of That's how Saint International was established. So now, we have seen uh, Philippines sending a lot of missionaries themselves. Philippines sending a lot of missionaries themselves. participate the same work. in Ukraine. God invited We to participate in his work. So we go out to foreign countries, uh plant churches, and those churches growing, and then those churches will send missionaries out themselves. We see growth in a lot of the southern countries, such as Ukraine, Brazil, India, Philippines, and those places have uh, established a lot of churches. And those churches are sending missionaries out. a full cycle. So we are seeing a full cycle. This is a very joyous thing. God not only calls the Christians in European and America, God is calling Christians from all over the earth uh, who, who wants to respond to follow Him and they are sent. And Jesus said, uh, I will send you like God has sent me. God has sent his only son, and his son will continue the work of sending until the people at the end of the earth hears about the gospel This is a joyous thing uh, 神给我们的, uh, 呼召跟邀请, So when we see God calling an invitation, he has already given us this call and invitation. 我们要怎么样回应他? How should we respond to Him? This is a decision that every one of us needs to make, and every church needs to make. And we feel like the Great Commission is a decision that needs to be made by each person, but it's also a decision made by each church. The church has the responsibility to nourish, to train, and to encourage everyone. 我相信没有, I believe that no one would decline when we were invited. Uh, more, over the person who invited us is not a normal person. It is God. He is the God who has made heaven and earth. He does not need us, actually. The universe is so big, he doesn't need any help from us. He doesn't need any assistance. He does need does not need our help. To save the world but he is willing to let us participate may God give us the courage and the heart to obey to accept the calling an invitation let us pray 上帝, Lord, we know that this is a great glory 我们可以跟你同工, that we can be your co worker. We do not need to do this ourselves. We do not need to rely on ourselves, our skills, our education, or experience. Your Spirit is already in us. The Holy Spirit will continue to change our heart 让人自罪悔改, so that we will repent and change. So we thank you for calling us. For inviting us. So that those of us who are online and in person, will be able to consider carefully how we can be God's co How to accept the invitation. So that all the nations and people can be can know your gospel. Heavenly Father, we thank you. In this pandemic, we learn that a lot of things are out of our control. But the God that is trustworthy has so that when we still have this opportunity we can give our lives and all our resources to You we thank You for this weekend we offer ourselves to You in Jesus' name, Amen